Welcome to It's Better Here, the official podcast of the Producers Co-op. Whether you are out in the yard, the field, the pasture, or the barn, we have everything you need. It's Better Here. Welcome to the show. That's right. My name is Jason Dias. Her name is? Mandy Joe. And the only thing that can make it even better here, Mandy Joe, is beef. It's not just what's for dinner. It could be breakfast and or lunch. We're going to be joined today by Hannah Furness from the Texas Beef Council. And, of course, during the recent winter storm, you sent me a great picture. You were out there working the, the cattle in the middle of the cold weather because, as you said, steak is so good, isn't it? That's right. We've been fighting some weather all over the state over the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, farmers and ranchers are out there in the cold and the rain making it happen. Absolutely. Well, um, after the break, we're going to be joined by our friend from the Texas Beef Council. It's going to be a great informative interview, and we're going to get to it all right after this. Hey, this is Jason. Happy New Year for myself, Mandy, Joe, and Buddy the Dog. Don't forget to visit us in-store, online, sign up for the newsletter, and follow us on social media. Remember, no matter where you are, it's better here. Hey, we're talking about one of my favorite topics today, steak and beef. It's what's for dinner, and we are joined on the It's Better Here podcast by Hannah Furnish. She is a registered dietitian with the Texas Beef Council. Hey, Hannah, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Oh, we're excited to have you on. Yeah. Our studio audience is just sucking up, Hannah. They're just hoping you brought them some free steaks for dinner tonight. <laughs> so just ignore them. We're going to let Mandy Joe take it away. Hey, Hannah, thanks for being here. Uh, start things off, you know, my favorite part about eating beef is the diversity. You know, you can have ground beef one day, you can have a steak, you can have a roast. Tell us a little bit about all the options when it comes to eating beef. Yes, that's one of my favorite things, too. And beef is such a versatile food. It can be taken so many different ways. Um, you know, I love everything from a classic comfort meal. It's chilly here where I am. I'm sure it is there too. So something like pot roast or meatloaf are great options, um, but also more unique recipes like we can chat about later on our website, beeflovingtexans.com. There are so many um, unique um, combinations. For example, there's a Thai sirloin salad that I've had recently that's just awesome. So when we're thinking about recipes or meal options, um, kind of some guidance that I like to give is think about how we're going to cook it um, to start off with if we're selecting beef at the grocery store or going to our freezer and looking for a cut that we're going to get out for, you know, that night or the next day. So if you have time to slow cook something, um, roasts, brisket, some less tender steaks like round steak are great options. You can put them in the slow cooker, don't have to worry about it until um, you know, stick it in there in the morning and then have a delicious meal at the end of the day. But there's also a lot of quicker options, too. For example, um, like sliced beef or fajitas or a stir fry is a good way to get dinner on the table when you are in a little bit more of a hurry. Um, and then, obviously, when we're thinking about beef, like you even mentioned at the very beginning, steaks usually come to mind, the more traditional steaks like strip steak or tenderloin or ribeye. And those are awesome any day of the week, but um, especially good for grilling out or cooking in a cast iron inside if it's the weather isn't great for grilling. Um, so, you know, in addition to the more traditional meals that we think of around steak with 
you know, maybe mashed potatoes and green beans. There's also some, you know, fantastic options like steak salad or steak wraps or steak tacos. So I think steak is, again, all cuts of beef are pretty versatile, but especially those steaks and then ground beef is another favorite, which the options are pretty endless with that one. That's awesome. You're making me hungry, by the way. You know, I recently <laughs> started getting the old-fashioned newspaper out of nowhere. I have no idea why. I did not sign up for a subscription, but the San Antonio Express News has been landing on my driveway every day, and I've kind of had fun old-school reading the newspaper, <laughs> and I've noticed that there's a column. It's, you know, meat-free Monday or no team Tuesday. It seems like those that are advocating for people to consume less beef and less meat and protein seem to get more ink and exposure. How do we change that? Yeah, and sometimes I think it's what we're, you know, really in tune to, right? So, but it is unfortunate when we see um, what I would say is not evidence-based information. So I think that's mm. the main um, goal here is for us as Texas Beef Council and as a registered dietitian, my main goal is to share information that is based in science and is, um, you know, really current with the most recent research that's being done in terms of human health and dietary patterns. And so we know that animal proteins like beef are really nutrient-dense options. They contain all of the essential amino acids. Um, getting into a little bit more of like the nutrition science here, but those are the amino acids that our body needs to get from food because we can't produce them uh, internally. And not all plant proteins are complete. So they don't contain all of those. Um, and so that's one really great thing about animal proteins. And I would say the other, another component to that is that pairing plant and animal source foods is really a great way to have a balanced diet and to get all the nutrients that we need because they really do offer pretty complementary nutrients. You know, beef has that high quality protein, it has iron and zinc. We can talk more about that later if you'd like. Um, but then the, the plant foods are containing other nutrients like fiber. Um, so really putting those two together and not excluding one or the other is pretty key to um, a healthy diet, in my opinion. Awesome. Hannah, what do you think some of the like trending beef cuts are right now? I know the Beef Council and the beef industry is always working at making new cuts or, you know, making a more efficient cut. Um, and then what are some of the more affordable options? Yeah, definitely. Um, so some... Trending and affordable cuts. Well, I would say ground beef is always, um, you know, one of the top. It's actually like the most purchased meat cut, if you want to call it a cut, um, or beef item. And so that is one of the most affordable ways to have beef regularly in your diet. And there's a lot of different options with ground beef even. You know, there's leaner options versus those with a little bit more fat content. And so even within ground beef, there's going to be a little bit of spread in terms of the pricing so people can have their choice there as to what fits in their budget and their lifestyle. Um, some other trending cuts, um, I, you know, have talked with our consumer team recently too and heard some of the cuts that they're talking about, which would be tri-tip um, and also brisket flat, which that's an interesting one. We always, you know, think of brisket in terms of maybe smoking the whole brisket or having it at a barbecue restaurant. The brisket flat is actually, you know, coming from a dietitian standpoint, um, it's actually a lean cut. So that, again, fitting into a really um, healthful diet. And so that can be found, you know, it's, it's simply 
kind of half of the portion of the brisket. We have the point and the flat. You can purchase those separately oftentimes in the grocery store. Um, another one would be the petite tender. And that one has a pretty similar eating experience to the tenderloin, which is, as you probably know, the most expensive cut typically of a beef carcass. But the petite tender is at a fraction of the price of that tenderloin, and it's, hmm. um, again, very tender and is a delicious cut of beef as well. We're visiting with Hannah Furner. She is a registered dietitian at the Texas Beef Council. Hannah, I want to go back to something you said earlier. When I'm not doing the It's Better Here podcast, I work part-time as an armed contracting security officer at one of the local movie theaters on the weekends, and they give us free food, which is nice at nighttime. And I was sitting there the other day, I had a, a hamburger, no cheese, and I take the bread off and I didn't eat French fries. I was just having that with the lettuce and tomato. And a young person who was sitting next to me was shocked to find out that her fried chicken Caesar salad actually had more calories and potentially more <laughs> fat than my ground beef hamburger. And it seems like doctors in the media, as we talked about before, suggest cutting beef out of the diet for heart health, and you said something that I thought was so interesting. You said that's, that's not really evidence-based. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yes, and that's a great, like, really practical example of, you know, what our misconceptions are or what our preconceived notions are maybe around certain food items. And oftentimes those are maybe not as accurate as we might think they are. So we do see a lot of this. We actually um, at Texas Beef Council have a program that's aimed at, providing education to medical providers, to doctors, nurse practitioners, physician assistants, um, to really showcase the evidence that has been, or the, the research that has been done around this topic. And so I'll get into a little bit of the technicalities here around that research, but just to give you a little bit of background, there are different types of research studies, and some are higher quality than others in terms of what we can draw for conclusions. So, um, you know, randomized controlled trials are kind of the gold standard in nutrition research, and that is because they allow us to look at a certain variable, for example, beef intake, in relation to specific outcomes. So whether that's, um, you know, blood cholesterol le levels or other cardiac risk factors, um, we can really take a look at what is the impact of consuming beef regularly in the diet. And these types of studies have been conducted to look at just that. And what they have found, in a nutshell, I won't go into you know, specific studies or results, but what they have found is that beef really can be a regular part, even consumed daily, um, to maintain healthy cholesterol levels and to maintain other um, or reduce other cardiac risk factors. And so I think that's really great news because, you know, as you alluded to at the beginning of this podcast, Many people love to eat beef. Um, I think probably all of us on here do. And so that's Absolutely. the great news for doctors is that they don't have to recommend that patients, you know, reduce or eliminate beef um, for those health reasons. There's over <clears throat> 20 studies of lean beef in healthy dietary patterns um, that support that role of beef in the diet. And um, what I would say there too is um, we're looking at the dietary pattern, you know, as a whole. So I, that's why I loved your example, too, is, you know, what are we pairing beef with? That does matter, right. whether we're eating it at a fast food restaurant with, um, you know, soda and french fries and things like that, which it doesn't really matter, you know, whether we would be eating beef as part of that meal or chicken or another protein source. 
it's kind of that whole meal pattern that's um, the concern. But then we can also pair the protein source, you know, beef with more healthful um, foods on that plate, whether it's a salad or a wrap or something of that nature. So Henny told us, you know, all these great cuts, all the health benefits. So I'm sure everybody listening is ready to run to the store and buy more beef. <laughs> I am. Have any <laughs> on picking beef when you're at the store? Yeah. Um, you know, first of all, I, I get to talk to a lot of dietitians and health professionals, and oftentimes people want to know, you know, where should I be buying my beef, or what specific um, beef cuts or beef. Um, brands or something like that do I need to be looking for? And I would say the main thing is that it's really good news. There's safe, high-quality beef that's really abundant in the United States. So for picking beef at the store, you know, it's really more about what type of meals you're wanting to make, um, you know, what your budget is maybe, as you mentioned earlier. That's a, um, you know, top of mind for a lot of people right now. So things like that, I think, are the most important to be considering. Um, as I mentioned earlier, making sure that we're matching the right beef cut to the right cooking method can really be um, key to having a great eating experience. So we're not trying to throw a, bis a brisket on the grill because <laughs> we know that that's not <laughs> going to be a very tender option when it's finished. Um, things like that, I think, are really the most important probably to consider, but a few other Insights I would offer from a nutrition and a food quality perspective, I guess. One, um, I mentioned ground beef. So if you are choosing ground beef at the grocery store, grocery store, you'll see the percentage lean and percentage fat on the label. And so this is really an easy way to find a leaner product if that is what you're looking for. You can see, you know, there might be 80% lean, there would be 90% lean, and up and down from there. So that's one way that you can find a leaner product if that is what you're wanting. But also you can look for round and loin in the cut name. And it doesn't have to, you know, that won't be the full name. It might be sirloin or top round steak. Um, but just having round or loin in the uh, cut name will lead you in the direction of a lot of leaner cuts as well. So that's one little tip from a nutrition standpoint. Um, something else I like to share with dietitians is, uh, packaging. There's a lot of different packaging options, and those actually kind of um, contribute to what we can do with that if we're not going to use the beef right away. So, if you'll, you, I'm sure, have all seen the foam trays that kind of wrapped with a mm -hmm. uh, clear plastic over the top. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so, if you're wanting to put your beef in the freezer, um, I would either stay away from those types of packages or you'll just want to repackage it when you get home into like a freezer safe bag or something because otherwise that's going to freeze or burn pretty easily. But if you want to purchase um, either vacuum packaged beef, if that's an option at your grocery store, or even the chubs of ground beef where it's kind of just a tube, um, those can be put in the freezer right away without having to repackage and they'll last for a lot longer than um, those foam trays would. So some other little uh, tidbits for people's information. Well, I'll tell you, it's Thursday as we're recording this, and this is the day I go over to our friends down the road at Grand Zines and get my Thursday night steak. I'm going to sound like an absolute genius when I'm standing there today <laughs> at, the, at the butcher counter. I'm going to be uh, asking all kinds of questions based upon this 
interview. First of all, I want to thank you so much for joining us. And so two quick questions as we let you go here. First of all, what is your favorite beef dinner or meal? And then finally, the Beef Council has lots of resources for information and recipes. What's the best way for listeners to get to that information? Oh, that's a tough question you ask, my favorite beef meal, because I have so many. Um, <laughs> I guess if I had to pick a favorite, it would be a tenderloin steak, probably grilled or in the cast iron. Um, obviously, that's not what I'm eating every day, but on special occasions, that's <laughs> yes. definitely a favorite meal. Some other, um, you know, more everyday favorites. There's a Mediterranean steak and quinoa bowl on our website that's really great for, you know, mm. lunches or um, uh, just a weeknight dinner. Um, and then also I like to share this one because it's really unique, but we have a recipe for beef sausage savory oats. So it's a savory mm. oatmeal, which most people are not <laughs> accustomed to here. I wasn't until I found this recipe. But it's really, um, really delicious and a very unique breakfast option, which it's important to get protein at the breakfast meal as well as those other meals throughout the day. So that's one that might be something new for people to try. And then as far as uh, resources that Texas Beef Council has to offer, um, we have so many recipes. You can check out our website. It's just beeflovingtexans.com, um, kind of a one-stop shop for those recipes, but we also have resources about cooking methods for beef and even information about, you know, beef nutrition like we've talked a little bit about here today and sustainability and other hot topics for anyone who might want to dig a little deeper into those. And then for producers, beef producers can visit texasbeefcheckoff.com for additional news and insights about our programs and where their dollars are going. Awesome stuff. We will have both those websites, the links right there embedded in the episode description. Hannah, you've just been a wealth of information. What a pleasure to have you on the It's Better Here podcast. On behalf of myself, Mandy Joe, and our station manager, Buddy the Dog, thank you so much for joining us on the It's Better Here podcast. You're welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Wow, Mandy Joe, that was a lot of great information. It wasn't until we had Hannah on that I realized the website that she was talking about, which as I mentioned, is going to be embedded right there in the episode description for consumers, is where I went to find out that I was cutting my fajitas the wrong way. And so that really helped me when I was going through my fajita phase a couple of years ago. But she mentioned something called the beef checkoff that I know you're pretty excited about. Yeah, so the beef checkoff was part of the 1985 Farm Bill. So those are funds that people like the Texas Beef Council and the Beef Checkoff Committee use. So every time a head of cattle is sold within the state, a dollar is given to um, the state's fund. And so they use that for beef promotion and things like that. They can't use any of it for, like, government influence, but just internal promotion, um, reaching out to educators, dietitians, things like that. So that program um, is what helps those things get done and push beef out to all of our consumers. That's great stuff. And, you know, I thought one of the most fascinating parts of the interview was when she talked, again, she's a registered dietitian, so she would know. I, I, I think a lot of people labor under the misconception that beef is bad for you, and it's not. Now, you can't have a double cheeseburger and french fries and a soda every single meal of every single day. That's probably not great for you, but like anything else, beef 
in moderation is part of a healthy diet. And I hope our show convinces some people out there who think they are going to live 10 years longer by avoiding beef to maybe rethink some of their dietary choices. Absolutely. Whenever we always say that beef has zip, zinc, iron, and protein, which are all part of a really healthy diet and, you know, things necessary to get through a day. So always encourage people to eat beef. Um, I don't even care if it's in moderation. Eat it every day at every meal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, when she mentioned beef for breakfast, man, I flagged that part of the interview. I'm going to go try that. I, I don't always wake up hungry, but I don't always like eating lunch. So maybe a big breakfast, skip lunch, and then beef for dinner is what I will do. Well, listen, folks, thank you so much for listening to the It's Better Here podcast with myself and Mandy Joe. And remember, it doesn't matter if you're out there working the cattle field in East Texas or tucked away in your home studio somewhere north of County Line Road, no matter where you are, it's better here. Oh,